Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the BC Sports Show. We are pumped to bring you guys some analysis for the week one NFL slate come Sunday and Monday. My name's Carter. This is my boy, Brandon, and we are pumped for this year. Yes, sir. It's going to be a fun year. Dude, I'm, I'm so excited. There's some really good games on this weekend, week one slate, but there's also some games where they're going to be garbage. Right. That's, yeah, not good. I, uh, I'm excited to watch a few, but there is some where I could care less what's on. Right. But that what's first, up? Oh, God. I was going to say that first game of the week one we're kind of split on, the Baker Mayfield Bowl. I'm actually really excited to watch that game. I yeah, think I mean, there's going to go nuts. CMC, like we said in the last episode, is healthy for the next five minutes. So we'll see what he does. I think the Browns are going to really regret for the first 11 weeks anyway, trading Baker. Right. I think that whole situation was just kind of weird. I mean, they go and they get Deshaun Watson, who's guaranteed money, not even going to play. And then it's basically just a big stick it to Baker, but they didn't actually move him. I feel like you should move Baker first then make that deal as opposed to now having Baker on your roster, who's completely worthless and will not play. Right. I just think that that was a stupid move. And yeah. So, I mean, the, the Panthers right now at home, one and a half point favorites, the overs 42. I hate that over because I have no idea what to expect, but the Panthers minus 1.5. I feel like that could easily, they're, they're better in every, I shouldn't say every facet of the game, but pretty close. Than the Browns. Yeah. I think so. Defensively. That's the only thing I was thinking defensively wise. I'm like, not as quite, but if we look at an offense, I think the, the Panthers are better at every level of offense. I think the Browns are going to struggle well, twofold. I don't know who's playing Jacoby Brissett. He's the quarterback. And yep. who the hell is he throwing to? Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper. Right. Yikes. I mean, the, the running backs are good. I mean, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. The line is good. Defense is good, but it's going to be like 1980s football for Cleveland for the first 11 weeks. Right. And I just think Carolina, I think Baker Mayfield can come back with a chip on his shoulder playing against his old team and really light it up week one in Carolina. People are going to be going nuts. It's going to be a good game for them. And I don't know. I think Carolina could easily run away with that game. I think DJ Moore has a sneaky good game that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a tough matchup with Denzel Ward, but I think – DJ Ward's a stud. DJ Moore is a stud. <laughs> They're both studs. But awesome. Uh, let's move on to the Colts-Texans game. So the Texans are seven-point home underdogs. The over is 46 in this game. What do we feel like for this? I think the Colts are going to, uh, no pun intended, run away with this one with Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, Houston was decent last year. I mean, Davis Mills kind of came into his own. Be interesting to see what Lovey Smith brings to the table as a new head coach, new old head coach. <laughs> I don't, they got some pieces in, in Houston. I don't think they're going to compete this year, but they, they got some stuff there. I don't know. I feel like Houston has a lot of, like, underrated potential. I mean, Damian Pierce has shot up draft boards, which he's never played a down in the NFL, so you never know. Davis Mills, like, I don't really know still what to expect from that guy. I mean, he had moments last year that he was good, but he was also just – I, I, he did yeah. have a lot of help. Yeah, he right. did have a lot of help. You got Brandon Cooks, who's getting up there in age. And then I've actually listened to some stuff about Nico Collins, kind of like what we talked about last episode, like bigger receiver. You just throw it up to him and catch it. Like he didn't do much last year, but who else are they going to throw it to? I don't even know who else is really on the team other than Brandon Cooks. 
Right. I don't. I couldn't even tell you there's tight end is. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I just heard this. Who was it? Somebody got traded to you. Oh, OJ Howard he just got signed by the Texans. So they, they don't think, have a tight end. Got they it. don't have a tight end. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So that was. I was thinking. I heard something the other day. But yeah, he just signed by the Texans. But like, yeah, what's he gonna do? You know, and Damian Pierce is. I keep hearing good things about him and the, the preseason hype is real, but then I also keep reading things, which obviously Rex Burkhead is Rex Burkhead, but like he's also going to eat into some third down touches and some other stuff because he just does that. Right. I don't know so, how this turned into Houston Texans fan line, but I think the Colts are going to murder them. <laughs> right. I think I'm taking the Jonathan Taylor over yards. I don't care what it is. I'm going to take it. I don't, I don't okay. care if it's 150. I'm probably going to take it. I think seven is light. Houston probably loses this game by two touchdowns. I think JT could go easily for a buck 40 and two touchdowns. Oh, nice. Nice. Last episode, I said a buck 50 and two. Did you? I don't even remember that. that that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like he could easily rip them because he ripped them. He ripped them two games last year. And so why not just do it again? Great. I'm with you. So next game, uh, probably the worst game of the week. The Jags are at the Commanders. The Commanders are two-point favorites, and the over is 44. I am not touching this game. There is no shot in hell this game with 44 points. <laughs> no shit. Oh, man. I mean, I just think this is a terrible game. Like Carson Wentz is a disaster all on his own. And then they play that in Washington. The stadium sucks. The team sucks. Jacksonville sucks. I that's a terrible game to watch. Their running back got shot. I don't mean I don't know how much worse it can get. Right, and I actually liked him too. That's the sad. part. I did too. I did too. That's not the sad part. Him getting shots the sad part. I'm not saying that, but I watched the video when he came back into the facility on crutches and met like the OC and Ron but, Rivera, and it was so cool, so right? cool. Yeah, but regardless this game's going to be terrible i don't know i don't think i'd bet on this game i don't want to watch this game i don't have any care yeah. in the world for this like game you said earlier like in the last episode the only thing you can take from that game is watching trevor lawrence and travis etn see if they take that next step etn coming off his injury and playing in doug peterson system is going to help trevor lawrence not dealing with that psychotic urban meyer i i would think jacksonville wins this game but when was the last time you actually put stake in the Jags about 2017? Right. And even then, they didn't score. That was their problem. They didn't score. They had the best defense in the league, but they still don't score the football. Right. That was so, like Portal's problem, though. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I'm not touching that game. I don't, I don't need to say any more about it. Uh, let's go to the Patriots at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are three-and-a-half favorites, and the over is 46. I don't know how to feel about Miami. I mean, they got weapons. You know, Jalen Waddell and – Tyree Kill are as dynamic as it, they come. Mike Gusecki's okay, you know, tight end. But Tua, like, what's Tua going to do? Would you feel better with Tua at the helm or Mac Jones? What would you rather have there? I don't know. I, I think I would probably err with Tua, but it's not because of him. It's because of the weapons. Like you said, it's not I, – I don't think I'd take Mac Jones because I don't even know who he's throwing the ball to. And that one game last year sold it for me. I know it was cold. It was like in Buffalo or whatever. Or maybe it was in – but Mac Jones threw the ball three times in the entire game. I mean, it was brutal cold out, but I'm just like, that's sold it for me. They don't, they don't throw the ball. They just picked up a stud wide receiver though. Devontae Parker. No, they picked up Laquan Treadwell. Oh, there you go. Don't Parker. they have, they have Devontae Parker too, right? Yeah, they signed him. So yeah, it's the Devontae Parker bowl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, I think, I think Belichick, to be honest, is on his way out. 
Mm-hmm. His draft classes have been terrible. He's the, ever since TB12 left, they've been nothing. I know quarterback's hard spot to hit on, but I don't know. I think the Patriots are drowning, and I think the Dolphins are going to take this one in Miami. Patriots, historically, even with Brady, didn't play well down in Miami. Right. Well, I just think – I think Miami is definitely on the upswing. It comes down to who and what Tua is going to show up. But, like, if you can throw it to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill – Chase Edmonds, I think, is pretty underrated, in my opinion. I think he looked pretty good in Arizona when he got chances last year. Pardon Homer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. They've got they've got intangible pieces to be decent. I, I would definitely lean Miami yep. spread in that, in that week for sure. Um, next game, Saints at the Falcons. The Saints are five-and-a-half favorites over his 42-and-a-half. These teams are, like, both garbage. Yeah, I don't understand the love with the Saints. Their defense can be okay, but Jameis isn't winning anything. I I don't get it. Kamaro is going to do his thing, but he's not a full-on running back. He's a scat back in the best sense of the word. He's good at it, but I don't – I just don't see the hype with – plus they lost their biggest X factor in Sean Payton. He's retired. I don't – I don't love it. I don't think the Falcons will be any good with Mariota either, but – I don't know. Mariota looked pretty good in the preseason, which it's preseason, but hey, I liked Mariota when he was in Tennessee. I liked him in Oregon, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> hey, speaking of Sean Payton, did you see the Sean Payton movie? No. You should watch it. It's actually pretty good, and I actually yeah. have a soft spot for Kevin James, so it's equally good. Well, I do too, but I hate the Saints, so <laughs> I, can watch I just realized that it's Amos versus Mariota. That's pick one versus pick two. I didn't even oh. think of that. In in nineteen whatever year that was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't know. I I keep hearing a lot of buzz around Michael Thomas too. I can't get behind it. I just can't. Jameis going to throw the ball fifty times a game, but who knows if it's going to go to a white jersey or a red jersey? Like nobody right. knows in that game. Right. I so, mean, the Saints do have weapons with Chris Olave and uh, Jarvis Landry too, I guess, but. I, I just don't trust Jameis. I'm not sold yet. I, I need to see Jameis a few games before I get sold on anything there because they have other pieces that are good, but without a quarterback, how are you supposed to right. play? I, and the Falcons are a whole another dumpster fire. Who knows? I mean, I don't even know. Kyle Pitts is really good, but they have to get him the ball first. And Marietta. Biggest playmakers when Pitts and Drake London. Holy crap. I don't know. He's even 6'5 by himself. And if Kelvin Ridley wasn't betting $10 on his own game, he'd maybe be in the mix, but. That's crap too. He gets a full year suspension for betting on his own team when he's not playing, but a friggin' sexual assault offender, I will label him as gets 11 games. Are you kidding me? Right. I don't know. Well, do you think Kelvin Ridley actually is ever going to play again? Probably not. I just can't imagine. Cause he's now missed two almost. It's going to be almost two full years. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you come – like, same with Deshaun Watson, really. But, like, how do you come back after two full years of not playing at the highest elite level in pretty much in your prime years? How do you come back after that? Right. So, anyways, enough said about that. Let's jump to the Eagles and the Lions. I've heard a lot of people say this game is going to be good. The Eagles are four-point favorites. The over is 48-and-a-half. This is actually going to be a fun game for us because you love the Eagles. I hate them. But I love <laughs> the Lions. Like, Dan Campbell is my boy. Like, he is – he is what you would just pluck a random dude off the street and throw him as an NFL head coach. That's Dan Campbell, but in the best sense of the way, like he's down to earth. He tells you like it is, and he's a hell of a coach. 
he's got the he's got the team running on like it's truly like belief like detroit is notoriously bad and they're running purely on belief but they're actually not that bad this year right so i don't i don't buy the philadelphia hype i don't know who's gonna win the nfc east because i think they all are pretty average including the cowboys but I don't know. I like Detroit in this one. Give me the four points. I'm not going to lie to you. I know you liked Philly, uh, but I, dude, I think, I think Jalen Brown or Jalen Hurts throwing to AJ Brown could be a sight to see. Jalen Hurts actually has to throw the ball. He flamed out in Alabama, lost to Tua, who can't throw the ball. And what did he do in Oklahoma? Oh, he actually did make it to the college football playoff and lost by a crap load to Alabama. Fair. I don't know. We'll see. I, I that's a game that I'll actually be interested to see because I think it could be a good game between right. the two teams. We just have different opinions on the teams. I think I think one of the biggest deciding factors is the fact that it's in Detroit. If it's in Philly, I'm with you. In right. Detroit, the fans are believing what Dan Campbell is spewing. I I think that's gonna be a fun game. I don't know how you come out of hard knocks and get beat week one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't know. I, I'm actually curious to see how the game turns out. I, I would I would maybe dabble on the over, but I you just don't know. Like, there's too many unknown things with both of those teams right now to want to actually yeah. bet on it. Um, divisional matchup: Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals are six and a half favorites. Over is forty four and a half. I feel like the Bengals have to cover, right? We agree on this one. Yes, absolutely. I think I just, the Bengals are gonna be really good. They're gonna come out hot. I don't know how far it's going to take them this year. I don't really trust their defense all that much. I think their defense caught lightning last year, but that offense is legit. Mm-hmm. Like they are three wide receivers deep, a really good running back, stud quarterback. The line got improved. I think they're going to be pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, and how about a kicker, man? Their kicker is something. Me too. No, but but in all seriousness, I agree. Like their offense is lethal. I mean, they have top players at every position. They have their defense, like you said, kind of caught fire. I don't know that it changed a whole lot. I don't, they're not a team that I follow immensely, but I don't know that their defense changed dramatically. And the Steelers are in the dumps right now. I don't know what to expect from them. You're starting Mitch Trubinsky. You have, I don't know, George Pickens hype this year. Najee is going to probably get a lot. Of, I like Najee purely for like the dump passes because I think there's no – I hear he's going to get – his touches on the ground, but he's also going to get a lot of dump passes. Like, and he's a receiving running back anyways. I, their offense line is really bad. Like they had to draft or trade for Jesse Bate, Jesse Davis. My good Lord. From the Vikings <laughs> after he lost to a second round running or second round pick. I just, some of the stuff I see on Twitter, they are not real hype about that offensive line of Pittsburgh. No. And if you have a bad offensive line, like we've seen in the past, it doesn't matter who you have because you can't throw you can't throw the ball and you can't run the ball. So what do you do? Punt. Yeah. And who's our punter? I wish we had punters in fantasy football. That'd be fun. I'd be all over their punter. <laughs> <I'm with you. laughs> Them in Chicago. Uh, yeah, for real. Uh, speaking oh. of Chicago, here we <laughs> That's go. That's a good segue. It's right that there. was a good segue. 49ers are in Chicago. 49ers are seven point favorites. Over is 40 and a half. Uh, this game could probably be like 14 to 10. If you can draft a punter, draft Chicago's punter. <laughs> they're not going to do anything against San Francisco. Like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if it went over 40, but this also could be very easily a 10 to 13 game. And we talked about it in the last episode, and 
I don't know. We'll see what happens with Trey Lance. We'll see what happens with Justin Fields. I am a Justin Fields believer more so in dynasty than in redraft, but like both of those guys are making the second year jumps. And we just see, obviously Trey Lance has the weapons to truly make the second year jump. I don't think Justin Fields does, but. I saw, I didn't tell you this in the last episode, but I saw today that George Kittle probably won't play. I saw that too. That's a big loss, but that's kind of his MO too. Like he's a stud when he plays, but he's hurt a lot. I think Debo and Ayuk have good days. And I mean, their running game is going to be good. That always is. So I just, I I can't get behind Elijah Mitchell. I didn't get behind him last year and it kind of hurt me sometimes, but I also just don't think I can get behind him this year either. I think having Trey Lance helps a lot because I think the defense has to play a little bit more loose with Trey because he can do it himself versus Jimmy G, who is a statue. Mm -hmm. I think Trey just helps everything run more fluidly. Right. I mean, I actually, and this is funny you say that I didn't see George Kittle was injured and not playing until this morning either, but uh, I skipped over him in a draft yesterday or two days ago, whatever day it was. Cause I'm like, I can't, I mean, I need, and it was a tight end league. I needed to take a tight end. I didn't get Kelsey or Andrews. So I'm like, do I take Kittle? Was that I, ended up, in? I don't remember which one it was. No, was I had Mark one? Andrews in that one. Cause I was doing the same thing in that one. I was between Kittle and Waller, and I went with Waller just for the simple fact that Kittle's hurt all the time. Exactly, and that's exactly what I did. I actually passed on Kittle, took – I think I took a different wide receiver running back, and on this backswing, I ended up taking Waller. I think Kittle went between those picks, and I was fine with it because I ended up getting Waller. But I was like, if you take Kittle and he misses six or eight games, you're screwed. Right. So let's get to uh, the game of the week, Packers in Minnesota. The Packers are one and a half point favorites. The over is 47. What a disrespectful way to start the year in Minnesota. Well, you got to take the favorites, right? You have, you have to. to. The Vikings, they're favored. I don't understand. Last year, the Vikings were a dumpster fire and they still beat Green Bay in U.S. Bank Stadium when they had Devontae Adams. I don't understand the hype. I really don't. The Vikings got Zedarius Smith from the Packers. Everybody's saying, well, what if the defense? Defense has to be healthy for the Vikings to win games. Well, guess what? They're healthy as they're going to be because none of them played in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I think Rodgers is going to run for his life, try to throw the ball, and no one's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings win this one. It'll probably be a good game, close game, like that always is. But I saw a stat today that you'd actually like. Yeah. Rodgers' pa- uh, passer rating versus the Vikings is 110.4. Kirk Cousins against the Packers, also 110.4. Interesting. That is very interesting. Everybody says Rodgers is far and away the better quarterback, which, I mean, he is. But that, that fact they have the same same quarterback rating against each other is very interesting to me. I'm excited. I took the Vikings money line when they were two-and-a-half-point underdogs like two weeks ago already. I already took it because I'm like, it's like plus 120, and they're going to win. Now it's down to one-and-a-half. It's basically a pick game, and I feel like you picked the home team in that in that matchup especially in previous years, I feel like you pick the home team because they're both good teams. They're both going to have nine, 10, 11 wins this year in that ballpark. But I just think the Vikings being a homer, the Vikings are still the better team. Right. Last year, the Packers played the Saints week one, lost 35 to three. Right. Not unheard of then, I guess. I, can you I believe, can you believe Rogers won the MVP after that game? That is very surprising. 
I actually remember watching that game and thought, wow, I put money on Rodgers to win the MVP and this is the guy I'm watching. And then every game after that, he just killed. But beside mm-hmm. that game, I was like, whoa. Week two for BC Sports. We were all hype on the Saints and all down in the Packers. Man, did that flip in a hurry. <laughs> um, but, I, dude, I love the Vikings. We're taking them plus 105 currently. I think it even changes. They could be favorites by Sunday. Who knows? It's already moved one point. It might be a pick by Sunday. Vikings plus 1.5, hammer dong, lock it in, put your mortgage on it because they, they have to win. Yep. Next game, the Chiefs in Arizona. Chiefs six-point favorites. The over is 53 and a half. What are you feeling here, dog? This is one of the harder games for me, I think, just from the betting aspect. Like, what do you expect? The Chiefs last year came out and laid an egg early in the season. Mm-hmm. Lose Tyreek Hill. The defense didn't get any better. They lose Tyron Matthew. I don't know. I think the Cardinals come out slinging. I I could see 54 points being nothing for these two offenses. Uh-huh. It's interesting to see how Mahomes gels with his new wideouts. I mean, it'll be a fun game. I know the homer in you wants to hammer the Cardinals, I'm sure, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this game. I really don't. Give me the Cardinals at home. Buy it to plus seven. I don't know. What would that get to me? If I buy it to plus seven right now, what does that get me? Buy points plus seven is minus 135. I take that all day because Arizona, they have the offense. I don't, th- I don't know what to expect from the Chiefs offense. That's the, that's the biggest thing actually, and why I'm taking what I'm taking in Arizona plus six or plus seven. I think Kyler Murray has a good season. I think Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, who we've already talked about, they can run the ball with James Conner like we saw last year. Yep. Both of their defenses are bad. So if we're looking at it from an offense perspective, why not take the home team with a more a more rounded offense in my like CEH big question mark Travis Kelsey big question mark wide receiver for Kansas City big question mark like I don't know who or what's gonna happen. Man. I mean I think he's in for a regression. He was in he had some career lows last year last season. Granted, you have Tyreek Hill on your team, but I'm just like he either has a similar season, maybe slightly under due to more age, honestly, than anything, or He's the only guy that they end up throwing to because all those wide receivers in that room right now totally flake. Right. So until until we know what that's going to look like, I can't bet the Chiefs as a touchdown favorite in a road game. No way. Right. That's yeah. So that's that's where I'm going. Cardinals plus six. I'd maybe buy it to plus seven just to not be an idiot, but I would I'm still take you. that. I'll ride with you. I got you. Big time. All right. We've got the Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers three and a half favorites over is 52 here. This could be another good game. I remember sitting in a, in a, having wings with some friends last year during that Chargers Raiders game. That was like crazy. You went to overtime, like all that crazy stuff. That was awesome to watch. Right. This is going to be a fun game. Divisional game. The new look Raiders with Devontae Adams. Like how good could that offense be? But Derek Carr just basically has to show up. He's got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller, like it's so their offensive line's probably shitty, but dude, through four weeks last year, Derek Carr looked like MVP and Darren Waller was getting 15 targets a game. Like, if they show up, that team shows up this season, you add Devontae Adams to it. That offense is crazy good. You don't have the off seat or the off the field stuff they had last year. Like, Josh McDaniels is a good coach. I know we kind of find out in Denver, but. I think this team could be good. I mean, their corners are pretty shoddy. I don't even know who they are. but <laughs> And Herbert's going to have a day. I'm sure he will, just because the Raiders' defense isn't that good. But 
what Chargers defense is going to show up? When they're healthy, they're studs. Right. When they're hurt, they're giving up 50 points and they're Justin Herbert is slinging the ball to keep them in the game. Right. Dude, I'm all in. Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, all in. Give me both of them in leagues. I am I'm stacked those anywhere. Really? Oh yeah. I, I think mean, you've had a hard on for Mike Williams since he came out of Clemson, but yeah. I'm pretty I, sure I tweeted about Mike Williams that night of the draft. And ever since then it's been you have problems. But <laughs> like like that defense though, like they got Joey Bosa opposite of Khalil Mack now. Like that is and their big off off season free agency signing uh what's his name? The corner from New England, JC Jackson. Oh, that's right. He's not playing. Hmm. Some off the field stuff, I guess, is what I was reading. I don't know, but they get Derwin James back. He's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It'll that's be what I'm saying. Who who did the Chargers have at linebacker? I mean, I guess Khalil Mack could kind of be a linebacker, or they play him at D end. I don't even know what they do there, but I couldn't even tell you either. But I'm like, they have a decent secondary. If you get J.C. Jackson back, mix him with Derwin James. You have Khalil Mack and. Bosa, like that's a pretty good front and a pretty good secondary. As long as your linebacking core is average, you have a top, top five. Good. Kenneth Murray is good. Kyle Van Oy is on that team for some reason. Not sure oh, why. interesting. I didn't know that. Same. I don't know. They're okay. Troy Reader came over from the Rams last year. He was okay. I mean, obviously, they got their money everywhere else, so their linebackers are going to be whatever, but I don't know. I know their offense also, I think, is going to be really good. So, as long as their defense is showing up week to week. You have more faith in their offense than I do. I love the quarterback. The rest of it, I have question marks on. I just kind of hope Keenan Allen flames out. Because if Keenan Allen flames out, then it has to be Mike Williams and Eckler. And that's what I'm all in on. So Keenan Allen, I don't think, can flame out. He doesn't he's, – he's never been fast, but he's a tactician when running routes. Well, and he's kind of – he kind of – gives me the same vibe as Hopkins like he's gonna literally catch everything he's gonna have like 10 catches in a game he may only go for 80 or 100 yards but it's like the dink and dunks 10 yard first down you're gonna throw it to him he's gonna catch it yep and he's done that his whole career and he's made a heck of a living doing it why Herbert trusts him so much because he's right his security blanket right um that'll be a good game I'm kind of excited to see that game that's gonna be going on during the Vikings game though so I don't know how much I'm actually gonna be watching it but that's okay that one and the like the 325 slate is so much better than the noon games (laughs) the noon slate is kind of rough the afternoon slate's pretty solid uh let's move on here we got a couple left the Giants at the Titans Titans minus five and a half at home and the overs 43 and a half I feel like the Titans have to win this game right you would think Danny Desire awful I mean, this is a battle of the running backs. Quarterbacks kind of blow in this one. I think the Titans cover. The Giants' defense is okay, but it's nothing to write home about. I think the Titans take a step back this year from last year. They're obviously not a number one seed this year. But, yeah, I like I th- the in this one. I think they still ride Derrick Henry, and from what I've seen of Derrick Henry in the offseason, he's still pretty locked and loaded. And as long as he stays healthy, I know he had a little foot injury last year. Uh, was able to come back from it, still look pretty much like Derrick Henry. And he's going like late first round in a lot of drafts. I mean, he's going like seven to 10 range. I'm like, how do you take Derrick Henry at seven or eight? Or like, that blows my mind. But then you look at the guys in front of him. I'm like, well, I guess, I mean, any of those, any of those top eight guys, I would be, I would be in on, you know, you got four or five running backs and three or four receivers who I'm, I'd be in on, but I am also big Saquon Barkley fan. And I really hope, that that turns out this year because this game would be kind of fun to watch 
with two good solid showings from Henry and Barkley. This game gives Mike Zimmer a hard on. There's going to be no <laughs> passing and it's going to be all running the ball. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I like it. I mean, that also makes me think now that we're speaking about it, 43 and a half is kind of a big over for a team, two teams that are really going to run the ball a lot. They're, right. If they get into a down and distance, they're going to probably punt because neither quarterback is very good. I'm hearing a lot of hype about Kadarius Tony, but that means Danny Disaster has to get him the ball. That's exactly. The that is not happening. That's the thing. He's so bad. Right. I don't understand how he's a starting quarterback. I really don't. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I That'll be an interesting game. I think I would lean Titans five and a half there to cover. I would also lean the under, but I don't think I'm going to bet it. Right. Uh, we got this Sunday night game. Big one. Bucks are at the Cowboys. Bucks two and a half point favorites. The over is 51. I am hammering the over in this game. Yeah. Like him, there were week one opponents last year down in Tampa. And what was it like 30 something to 30 something? It was like a big score yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. And I would expect nothing less this year. And I think both of those defenses are fine. It's not a knock on the defenses. It's the offensive firepower in this game. I don't know if Chris Godwin's going to play. So that maybe makes a little difference. But you have Mike Evans, you have Julio Jones, you have Leonard Fournette, you have Tom Brady, then you have, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. Like, there's a lot of loaded offensive weapons on both sides of the ball. I think Tony Pollard is going to be a stud in fantasy this year. He kind of showed it in glimpses last year, but I think he's going to have a year this year. I think it depends how much do they actually rely on Zeke. Everybody's down on Zeke. You can get him in the third round in a lot of drafts. He's like a freaking kicker, like a fat college kicker. Like, he doesn't look like the Zeke of old. Right, but if he puts his head down and runs forward for five yards every time, like what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> I don't know. That's not happening against Tampa. Vita Vea is gonna make him his female dog. <laughs> but I mean, regardless, I think the 51 is one of the higher overs of the week, but I think it's easily attainable with these two teams. We saw it in a shootout to start the season last year. I think we see a very similar game. Now it's on Sunday night instead of Thursday night. I'm all in. You like CD Lamb? I love CD Lamb. I gave up a haul for him in a dynasty league, which again, dynasty, a little different than redraft, but I think CD Lamb has top four potential and he's only 23. But he's got a problem catching the ball too. Like of all the receivers that was in that 22 draft with JJ and Jerry Judy and Ruggs, like Ruggs, obviously that's different circumstances, but CD Lamb can't catch the ball. Jerry Judy can't catch the ball. Rager couldn't catch the ball. Like JJ is the only one that can catch. Apparently, like right. I don't understand how that is a thing. I don't know. I just feel like CD is going to get the lion's share of targets. That's where I feel like he's going to be. He has to be a top five wide receiver. Should have last year, and he just didn't. Yeah, but I mean, what did I don't know actually what he finished wide receiver wise last year. But they also had. Um, play- don't say it. <laughs> Don't say Amari Cooper because that dude showed up when he wanted to. Right, he but had- he was still taking shares. I mean, he had games. He was like a wide receiver 20. You don't mm-hmm. have a wide receiver 20 in whoever they have now, Michael Gallup or whoever else is there. It, Michael Gallup is – I like Michael Gallup. Yeah, he's a good wide receiver too. He's not somebody I'm going to start in fantasy. Well, either's Amari Cooper. Uh, I started him every week last year. That's because you're insane. And you <laughs> have a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for this game because of the shootout. We'll see what CD Lamb does. I hope he figures it out because I gave up a haul of draft picks <laughs> for him. So I was, I was pissed when Dallas drafted him. 
because I wanted the Vikings to draft him really bad, but we ended up with the best receiver in the draft, so I'm okay right. with it. Right. I uh, shout out Ryan Haircock for those draft picks because I, <laughs> I needed another wide receiver. So we have to have Burnkoff on again. Like, last yeah, year. that was that was a lot of fun. We'll have to do that. Uh, we've got one more game and it's Monday oh, night. We don't Denver. Have we have a Denver Broncos <laughs> practice is what we got going on here. Seattle's going to be trashed. Russell Wilson comes home and lights up the Seahawks. There'll probably be more cheers for Wilson than there will be for the Seahawks. That's probably true. They're only six snap point favorites. That's like my hammer of the week, I think. The 44 and a half, I don't really care about the total as much, but Denver touchdown favorites in Seattle with Russ going back to Seattle. like Right. With one of the worst cups, uh, secondaries in football. Right. And I, th- I think Seattle notoriously has been a hard place to play, but that's because Russ is good in Seattle. And Seattle, like... They're just their energy there is so good, but I feel like Russ feeds off that energy. Now he's the away team, but I think there's going to be so much love for Russell Wilson still that I just think he's going to go nuts. Right. I'm excited to see what Russ does in Denver. I don't see see how the Seahawks can do anything offensively, defensively. I I think they're going to have a top three pick in the draft this year. Right. So I think Denver, I'm all over them six and a half. I mean, We'll see, I guess, what happens because obviously Russ is in a new system with a new team, but I also think he feels like he's got a home game. Right. So I feel like any sort of uncertainty in what he's got going on can't be that worrisome because he's back in his home stadium that he's played in his whole career. And to be honest, thinking about that now, it wouldn't surprise me if the Seahawks like quote unquote tanking, but they're not going to say they're tanking. Like if DK Metcalf has a hangnail, dude's not going to play a game. Like they're going to be all in for these two quarterbacks who are coming out with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're doing. Because they, they kept most of the rest of the roster intact. Like, they didn't right. blow it up. And you can't tell me they're doing that for Geno Smith. <laughs> right? Well, that's why I'm kind of surprised they didn't make any – I mean, they were rumored to, but they didn't really seriously, I don't think, make a move at, like, Baker or a Jimmy G yeah. or anything like right. that, which is why I'm like, why are you riding Geno Smith and Drew Locke? That's got to be for that reason. It has to be. Right. I can't get behind that when there's clearly better guys out there that were readily available at one point in the offseason. Right. And relatively inexpensive prices. Right. I don't remember. I don't even remember what Baker went for, but it was like oh, he wow. was not playing and that he was not playing in Cleveland. So he was going to go at a cheap rate. I don't, it wasn't much, but. No, it was not. Um, a conditional 2024 20, draft pick. Yeah. That's that's, it. that's obnoxious. And that's that's obnoxiously cheap. A f- conditional fifth round pick. Right. So it's basically a giveaway. So if you're Seattle and you're trying to rebuild with a quarterback, why not give away a pick for him? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Awesome. Well, that's all the games. We've got um some picks this week. The Steelers, Bengals over 44. The Vikings money line, the Cardinals spread six or seven. I would take them at seven. Bucks, Cowboys over 51, and the Broncos spread at six and a half. I think uh, I'm locked and loaded for week one. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited. I'm excited to post up at Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the Vikings game. I'm excited to (laughs) bet on the NFL. I'm excited to see good football. There's some good football games this weekend, especially like we said with the afternoon slate. There's some good games. Yep. I agree. Awesome. Well, that's what we've got for week one. Let us know your picks. Uh, Let us know if you're riding with ours. Let us know who your favorite is, and we will be back next week.